0: Welcome to the WP Theory Podcast,
1: daily answers to your WordPress questions,
0: only on WPTheory.fm. How's it going, everybody? This is the WP Theory Podcast, the daily WordPress podcast answering your questions. Hope you're doing well. I'm Adam Clark. I'm your host. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Medeiros. How's it going, Matt? hey. Hey, round two. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. This is our second episode. And uh, by now, you probably are familiar with the details, but uh, we're going to tell you again, just in case this is your first time listening, uh, you can go to wptheory.fm two to find the show notes for this episode and all the links that we mentioned. This is going to be a good one that I think a lot of you will get some value out of. So, wptheory.fm two for this episode. And uh, and leave us a question. Ask a question there. We'd love to play it on the air and um, and answer it that way. You know, you don't want to just listen to both of us the whole time. So do that if you feel so inclined. But we're going to go ahead and dive right into our second question. Um, and I'm going to butcher Jim. This is from Jimmy. I'm going to butcher his last name. It's, <laughs> I'm so it's, glad you're taking this one. It's it's, it's Jimmy Smudick or Smutek. I, I'm not sure, Jimmy. So I'm sorry. Um, for mangling that, I'm sure I did. But uh, he had quite an interesting question. It was it was a pretty long question, and we don't have time to focus on all the aspects of it. So I'm just gonna pull out one part where he was talking about uh, the struggles of, of running his business. And one of the things he mentioned was client acquisition. And I know that that's a big struggle because, you know, I. I've been a freelancer, um, run my own business uh, in many different ways for for several years. And you have two, Matt. And um, I get this question all the time from people on my newsletter is is talking about how do you get clients? You know, how do you how do you get that ball rolling? And so I think this is something a lot of us struggle with. And um, the first thing I think if you're only if you can only do one thing um, in my opinion, the best thing to do is is define, I would call it define your audience, you know, and you might say this is, um, you know, picking a niche or, um, you know, uh, there's other words for it, like what is your unique selling proposition and all these things are slightly different, but I think they all are tied into defining your audience, picking who you're going to serve. Because uh, if you try to be, all things to all people, you're going to really struggle with client acquisition and you're going to get all sorts of, um, I think you'll actually get less requests from clients. And, and when you do, uh, you won't know whether or not this is a good fit for you. It'll be harder to determine red flags. Um, you know, the, I've found over like six years of doing this, that, you know, the, the best times of client work in my life, have been when I got really, really specific and decided to target a very specific audience um, with very specific needs and said no to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, that is probably the number one thing I would suggest. Obviously, we could talk about client acquisition for hours, but this is a this is a short uh, a short show. So um, I would say, decide who it is you want to serve. Um and and go very specific. When you think when you think it's too specific, then go one step more specific. You know, go so specific that it hurts. And you think, this is gonna who in the world? There's probably ten other people like this in the world. Believe me, there's not. And when you go that specific, you set yourself up as an authority, an expert, and that helps you determine how to run your business. And right. and it helps you answer so many questions by very specifically defining your audience. Um, so I would say that's the number one thing you can do to help get more clients. Now, that's not a, you know, I, I wish there was something I could tell you, like, do these three things and <laughs> and you will start getting clients. You know, this is more of a, this is more of a sort of a long-term strategy. You know, you, you position yourself and over time, uh, this will help you but uh unfortunately there aren't really any short term uh strategies to just have that phone start ringing tomorrow
1: yeah i mean what a lot of folks in this field i mean it's a creative field even if you're a developer Uh, you are creating something, you're creative in the process, so on and so forth. And a lot of us uh, rely on referrals, right? Yeah. This this business is a a referral heavy business. And even the big agencies are referral based, uh, you know, aside from some, you know, paid acquisition, you know, and and something that you said that I want to sort of uh, break down for the audience is, you mentioned, if you don't focus on that vertical or that niche, you miss the red flags or you might not see the red flags. And that is so important because when you're focused on one vertical and one of the verticals that we're focused on is sort of like the travel and geolocation based industry. So Mm -hmm. regional magazines, travel sites, that kind of thing. And we're very accustomed to having those conversations. And when you are having the same conversations with the same type of client over and over again, you're picking up on their pain points, um, what they really need for, you know, for uh, service, what they don't need. So if you're just out there selling to, you know, florists, you know, local florists, to pizza companies, to software companies, everybody has their own sort of thing. And you don't know what that is and and you don't really refine that skill because you're all over the board and you're having different conversations with different people, with different strategies yeah. and different problems. Uh, and when you can focus in on that, that indicating red flags will make you navigate quicker, more aggressively, more efficiently within the same vertical to weed out the customers that aren't going to be good for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, is very, very cool. over. Uh, you know, people, you know, overshoot that and don't even think of that as something that they should focus in on.
0: Yeah. And there are other ways that you can specialize, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to pick, you know, I'm only going to work with coffee shops, you know, for the rest of my life, you know, you can specialize in other ways, like maybe you're just going to be a logo designer or you're going to do hand lettering or you're going to do, obviously this is a WordPress show. So maybe you're going to do a specific type of of WordPress theme or you're just gonna focus on front end or whatever. You can do those things, but I still think one of the best things to do, as Matt said, is to pick a particular vertical, a particular type of client, because that don't that don't that not only helps you kind of become an expert, you know, the, the longer you do that, as Matt said, you'll learn so many things. You'll be able to change, you know, the 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 copy on your website and how you market yourself. So that when those people land there, I mean, it speaks directly to them and, and they feel like, you know, you're indispensable. So right. um, so that kind of n- niching down and defining your audience and getting really specific, I think, is probably the best thing you can do. And just to add one little additional side note to this. Think about um, saying no, which is which is really hard when you're first starting out um, and and you get until you get to the place where you have work just coming to you and you can pick and choose the clients you want to work with. It's really hard to say no and turn down work. But that's really critical to this to this working. You know, you you, you have to say no to the people, even if you could do the work, you have to say no to the people that don't fit the, the market or the target audience that you are aiming at uh, because that will just dilute your focus and it will uh, dilute people's perception of you and believe me, I've been there so many times and said yes when I should have said no because I thought, you know, if what if I turn this down and then something else doesn't come along or, or whatever and we definitely all feel those things. But every time I've done it, every time I've said no, I'm not going to do this because this does not line up with what I've decided to focus on and specialize in. It's always worked out for me. Something you know, the the, the something else has come along, and and right. saying no frees you up in ways that you you wouldn't believe until you start doing it.
1: Yeah. Side note to your side note, uh, real life example. I was in a meeting the other day with a smaller, you know, potential project and. The gentleman that I was talking to, you know, everything was sort of, you know, and this is my discovery meeting. I sort of do this sort of, you know, initial half hour, forty five minute conversation. This was a face to face kind of meeting, and uh, everything was sort of fitting the bill. Like, you know, he was saying yes to all the objectives, and I was, and it was actually too too yesy, right? I'm I'm really kind of looking for um, some kind of kickback, and I yeah. want folks to understand that. Or I want to be able to make sure that they understand without just them yesing me to death, and then. It happened. He put his iPhone on the table and he said, Hey, do you know anything about this email, uh, connecting my AOL account to my iPhone? You're a tech guy, right? You know how to set this stuff up. (laughs) And immediately all the alarms in the room went off and I said, we are not, I can, I, you're yesing me to death. You're not understanding this. And you're asking me about an iPhone just because I work on the web. Nah, yeah. I don't think this is really going to work out. Sure enough, it didn't work out. And, um, I, I kind of just wrapped up the conversation, uh, real quick, uh, after that came up, but those are things that happen over. Those are the sort of nuances you kind of pick up on over time after doing this stuff for a, for a while. Cause in the beginning you might be like, yeah, man, no problem. Let me help you out with that. I'm here to help. Um, until it's, until yeah. you realize that you're trying to grow a business.
0: And you have to, you have to sometimes, it, when you're first starting out, it's a little different than when you've been doing it for years. You do have to do some experimentation. I'm not saying don't try different right. things or try different markets. You know, you have to spend a while experimenting and trying different things until you find the thing that you're really good at and you're really passionate about and where you provide a lot of value. You don't just know that when you first start. So don't take this advice as, you know, your first day being a freelancer, you should. You should have all this down. I, I would, I would certainly suggest investing time and and thinking about these things and writing them down and knowing who you're going after when you start. But it's okay to experiment and to try different things and yeah. and, and even change course. You know, maybe you're focused on a particular market for a while and then you change your mind. You know, yeah. it's okay. But um, yeah. these are just good things that are going to help you in the long run with with client acquisition. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we covered that one. Do you have anything else to add, Matt? No,
1: I mean, uh, I was just going to give one more quick little side note. When yeah. I, in the very beginning, I remember when I first launched the the agency, it was like, how are we going to do this? Who, you know, How are we going to make this happen? And the first person we looked at was uh, Jeffrey Zeldman at Happy Cog uh, Studios. I remember him having the intake form on his website. This is whatever this was, six six years ago by now. And at the top of their client intake form, you know, it said, we only deal with clients with a hundred thousand plus budgets, hundred thousand dollars plus budgets. So so what did I do? I said, well, me too, right? Right. (laughs) Me too. Um, you know, that's, and at the time it's like a decade of their knowledge combined in, you know, I've had like two weeks of knowledge and here I am trying to hold myself to that same kind of principle of, well, I will only work with the right people. And, um, Sure, you know, obviously right. that didn't work out right away, but those are those are some of the things that you 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 learn and and like you said, you experiment and you don't just start saying no from day one and you just kind of figure out what's going to work best for you. Definitely. Well, yes, I hope that was
0: helpful, Jimmy. And as I said, uh, you can find uh, you know a recap of this and show notes at wptheory.fm/two. Thanks for listening, and while you're there, uh, please leave a question if you have one. And uh, it's super simple. You don't need any special equipment. You can just click the button and record your question, and we will get it, and we will answer it. And you can also subscribe to the show on our website. And uh, while you're doing that, if you feel like it, leave us a review and a rating in iTunes. That helps other people find it, and we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can always hit us up on Twitter, at WPTheoryFM. And uh, I am at Av Clark on Twitter and avclark.com. Where can people find you, Matt? Find me on Twitter at MattReport and
1: MattReport.com. Don't be afraid to leave a voicemail and hear your voice on the airwaves, people. Leave a message. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.